Hello. The following episode is brought to you by Braid Society. Um, she braids my hair, as I mentioned in the last episode. Um, she does a ton of different types of braids, knotless, any size you want, stitch braids, regular cornrows. Um, so for all of your braid needs, if you're in the Brooklyn area, you can hit her up on Instagram at Braid Society. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, everyone. It's Amanda, and I'm here with my lovely co-host. Maya. How's everyone doing today? <laughs> like it's a live show. <laughs> right. Like they, <laughs> like they can respond to us. <laughs> so how are you doing today, Maya? Um, let's skip that question. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> how are you? I'm pretty good. Um, you guys, you know, I hate when Maya makes me take the lead. So it's always awkward. Well. But I'm going to jump right into this. Practice um, makes perfect. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about conflict and the benefits of conflict or rather healthy conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes when we hear the word conflict, a lot of people always think of the negative side. But at the end of the day, conflict is simply a disagreement and it varies based on the I guess how serious it is yeah. but the reason that I did want to talk about this and I cannot remember the exact tweet but I was about to rant about it and I was like let me save it for the podcast but it was pretty much someone kind of taking pride and cutting people off like immediately mm-hmm. um and I thought that you know it was under the guise of boundary setting. And we've talked a lot about boundary setting and its importance. But sometimes it's not boundary setting. It's people who are afraid of conflict. Mm-hmm. And yes, I just wanted to get into that because people who cut people off at the very first sign of any differences usually can't maintain relationships and friendships. It's true. Whether it be in the workplace or, you know intimate relationships and things like that. So what do you think about it? Um, I mean, I can definitely relate uh, to the person who did the tweet and think I 100% used to be uh, like that and Mm -hmm. think it is indicative of someone who cannot, you know, work through conflict or has never done it before and doesn't know how it goes. Honestly, that was like why I did it. And also Mm -hmm. like as a defense mechanism, um, like, okay, this person has hurt me or is liable to hurt me. Let me cut them off before that happens. But I do agree that while I I do think there's sometimes that you do just need to cut people off. I do think mm-hmm. that a lot of times when people cut people off, it's for things that can probably be worked through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's it definitely easier said than done. And I don't expect everybody to sit down and have like a formal mediation every time a, you know, a problem comes up. Yeah. But a lot of the times with conflict, it's sometimes just as difference in our values and it's nothing against us it's nothing we're doing it's just that me and this person believe or were raised differently and now it's causing friction and so i think that lots of the just even the violence going on is due to people and their lack of their inability to resolve conflict so Mm -hmm. i don't know what what do you think would be the most severe reason that you would that you could not mend a conflict between someone like you know what this is it um well it's interesting and going back to the first point like i think about how i used to cut people (laughs) off right like i literally it like somebody could say something mean to me right and (laughs) i would like be like all right that's it like this person clearly doesn't care about me like i automatically took somebody like exploding or expressing their emotions in a way i didn't like as some who like wasn't my real friend immediately mm-hmm. like not mm-hmm. like okay this person is having a moment of you know anger towards me or i immediately been like oh they can't treat me like that that's not a real friend bye 
Um, <laughs> but that was like a protective measure. So now that I've like grown much more and, you know, I'm still figuring out how to have healthy conflict. Like I grew up in a household where conflict was never healthy. Um, mm-hmm. and it usually wasn't resolved. So mm-hmm. you just don't have an ability <laughs> to resolve it because like if you, you grow up in a house where there's a lot of screaming, a lot of arguing, and like there is no resolution where like, you know, healthy conflict, healthy conflict resolution isn't taught, then you never learn it. But like now I think the only way I wouldn't be able to reconcile with someone is if they've been like violent towards me Mm -hmm. or the reason or the conflict is something that is really impacting me, like really triggering me. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, we end up in the same place because this person does this thing again and again, and it has Mm -hmm. the same impact on me every single time. Right. I need to cut that person off because it's never going to work. Right. Right. Yeah. What about you? Well, you just made me think to the part where you said if someone says something mean to you, because while that's how like, super harmful it's i'm thinking i'm trying to put myself in a kid's perspective like what do we tell children when someone says something mean to them like we're i don't think i tell my kids to continue being friends with someone who says mean things but as an adult i feel like i would be more understanding to a person who says something mean so i don't know i'm trying to figure out how we navigate that now that you said it because i'm like no, if that person says I mean to you, forget them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is what we're taught. Like, oh, well, you don't, they don't need to be your friend anyway. And like in adulthood, like somebody could be saying something mean to you or being passive aggressive towards you because they have things that they haven't learned how to express. And so it's coming mm-hmm. out that way instead of, you know, and like, I think as an adult, it's easier to be understanding of those things. Like we're all not perfect. We all could take mm-hmm. pointers and how to resolve conflict. We don't all do it perfect all the time. Right. Mm-hmm, right. And so I guess in that instance, you're right. We don't expect children to have that discernment like so we kind of it's kind of a protective factor for kids if this person's constantly being mean to you leave them alone but yeah like as you get older is that person being mean to you or like say someone that says something harmful is this like an emotionally abusive person mm-hmm. who's trying to make you you know who's, it's personally uh, intentionally trying to belittle you or you know um or is it just someone who has like a dark sense of humor and and, and they may not understand the things that they say are hurting. And so I think that would be the difference in determining whether or not to cut them off or not. Mm -hmm. But in that instance, I still don't view that as a super conflict because there really isn't, there isn't a disagreement. It's kind of just a, well, conflict is a personality clash. So there's like different levels. So I'll I'll say that. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, the same, if if it impacted my life. So if someone, if the conflict brought violence to me, my family, if it's impacting my ability to function or to focus, then yeah, I feel like I should cut that person off. Or if they're yeah. constantly bringing drama into my life, definitely cut off. But I feel like I've been told by people before, and I may have been told by you too, that like, oh, you're too nice in terms of how I let people or I give people second chances. Mm-hmm. So there's this other side of conflict. Like, am I am I being too nice or am I just being understanding? Yeah, I think there's a line and like you, the only person that can determine that line for you is you like I mean like I always said I've lived this motto and it has never failed me and anytime I've gone back on it I've ended up in trouble which is like I can have empathy for others but never at my own expense so Mm. like if you feel like you can have empathy for these people and you're, you're giving them second chances and it's not harming you 
all right, then that's your decision. But like, yeah. if it's harming you and you're, cons- and you know, then you're giving them second chances. That's something I would reconsider. Okay. So that's a good measure if it's harming me. And then like, again, somebody on the outside looking in may be bothered by something that I'm not bothered by. Um, and so I can understand the different pers- perspectives of, oh, um, you're being too nice. But the part about that I hate is when people think you're too nice, they think they can walk all over you or mm-hmm. they think that you're, I don't know, soft or something. And I know for me, I feel like in, I would say black culture, maybe more so urban um, city, no one wants to look soft. No one wants to feel like they um, can't stand up for themselves. And so there's that line, like, I want to forgive this person, but I also don't want somebody to think that I'm weak. Yeah, I guess I don't really experience that in my everyday life now. Maybe I experienced it like back in the day. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't care what people think about my forgiveness <laughs> you know like <laughs> i decide to forgive somebody i decide to forgive them that's my choice like okay i don't care about appearing soft like okay like okay i'm soft like, <laughs> i'm actually not soft at all uh, <laughs> you're not that's why yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but but yeah i guess i guess that makes sense though i can understand you know like somebody does something messed up to you in the hood and if right. you forgive that person everybody like man you soft like uh, right yeah. <laughs> like, you ain't gonna do nothing back <laughs> right like like why is revenge our only form of <laughs> i mean clearly word right that right that i mean i'm trying to figure out where that comes from honestly historically mm-hmm. i feel like it's i feel like it was more of a man problem at some point um and they kind of tr- trickle down to the women and then like in our culture but one thing that I noticed and I I don't want to make this generational but I do think that the younger generation with this access to everything being recorded and it's hard for them to resolve conflict because of their embarrassment or feeling like they let someone play them and so Mm -hmm. I don't know I feel like back in the day that when you got into a fight after a few days you and that person y'all may be cool but then now it's like oh our fight has went viral when it's all over the internet now I gotta get them back and I'm not gonna sit down with them because now I have a whole audience of people hyping it up and so I really feel like more now more than ever conflict resolution is like needed yeah I mean Um, yeah I also just feel like I mean I don't know how that really works out in the like social media sphere because I guess I kind of like try to stay away from that (laughs) mm -hmm. I try to stay away from the fights and the drama and I'm like oh my god like when the recently the baby and Danny Lee it was all over the internet I was like good lord like what's wrong with y'all why are you posting this on social media like and then i mean i think it's good i know this might sound this might be like controversial but honestly i think it's good that he did that in front of everyone he was gonna do it anyway right Mm -hmm. i think it's good that he did it in front of everyone so now that it might be a little like unction for her to never go back you know like Mm -hmm. you know he embarrassed you in front of millions and millions of people embarrassed you showed your baby without your permission Mm -hmm. while you are literally you know recovering from birth three-month-old baby like Mm -hmm. if he had done that in the privacy of their home she might have taken him back and that's just the cycle of abuse right but maybe like this will give her a last push she could go and look back on that video she could go and look back on the comments um and like the entire world knows you know so you're right that yeah. definitely is the the pro <clears throat> yeah. to the yeah. i guess social media although it's like why is this on the internet I have yeah to, why did he even feel the need to put that on the internet i don't i'm just to constantly tell myself like times are really different and i can't imagine that 
people in their 20s live that much differently, <clears throat> excuse me, than us in our 30s. But I guess it makes a difference. I didn't grow up with internet in high school. I don't know a way of life. I know a way of life without the internet. And so it's yeah. easy for me to navigate. And I can't maybe speak the same for younger people because they grew up with it in their hands. I'm just trying to um, remember. Like, I don't remember ever. I mean, I guess I wasn't really a fighter in high school in general. Like, I can't really remember me getting into fights. There was like one girl who wanted to fight me because her boyfriend liked me, but like, <laughs> like I can't remember ever. Like I had MySpace in high school, right? That's like all we did, MySpace and AIM. And I can't mm. ever remember like inside. Oh, I, I guess like other people I saw like putting mm. putting like fighting words on their away messages to each other, <laughs> and like meet me here. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but you know, like then <laughs> then you would fight them and what? Like what would happen? Exactly, and then what's and the, and there is no. There is no benefits to that type of conflict. Um, yeah. I guess when we talk about healthy comment, it's more so those disagreements with people you are close to that can yeah. turn into something positive. Yeah. I don't see how that like the baby Danny Lee Lay thing could turn positive for her, except yeah. for she just saw his true colors and hopefully yeah. she learned from that. Yeah, for sure. But... But well, that wasn't healthy, you know. That that yeah. was just and that was absolutely insane. And that more show showed him how he has an inability to deal with conflict because whatever he was feeling towards her, he definitely went the wrong way about it. Yeah, and that's constantly what we're seeing in relationships. So it's just why people mm-hmm. end up in court because they can't resolve stuff. Yeah. Um, within themselves well it also depends like to have healthy conflict you have to have two people who actually know how to navigate through conflict you can't be a healthy one right and like Mm -hmm. navigating conflict with somebody who just like just does not get it right like right like yes you can try there can be one healthy person in the situation that's like listen i'm just trying to sit down and talk to you about this and the other person's like rah 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 sis boom ba like can never you know can never really meet the other person where they're at like that's never going to be a healthy conflict so i think healthy conflicts takes two pe- takes two somewhat emotionally mature people that mm-hmm. are able to like talk about it i know my problem with conflict and like i don't have a lot of conflict in my life i just don't enjoy it mm-hmm. um, back to childhood uh even if it's like healthy, I just don't like, can we avoid this? I mean, mm-hmm. I will do it <laughs> if necessary, but like, it takes a lot for me to be like, okay, I have gone to the point now where I need to address this. Um, and I know something that I struggle with is like a happy medium because I w- I'm straight lace. I'll tell you exactly what you're doing. That's mm-hmm. bothering me. I won't hold any bars. Like, I will let you know. And like, I was talking to my therapist and she was kind of like, you know, sometimes people really can't handle that, even if it's the truth. Like. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, does that mean I need to sugarcoat how I'm feeling or maybe change it to like I statements? I feel <laughs> that you, instead of like, you always do this or you, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't do it like that, but I, but right, I'm right. straight. Like there is no, you know how a lot of people sugarcoat. No. Yeah. I, I, I think the way you do it is perfect. You and my brother, who I feel like often, <laughs> who often, kind of clash in personality um you Mm -hmm. all to me have a healthy conflict because you both can say exactly what you were feeling Mm -hmm. and it not be like okay i don't i hate this i hate this person and people can't take that um i've definitely seen people just interacting even with like you and my brother like okay i'm gonna remove myself from this person i'm gonna block them i'm gonna delete them because i feel like what they're saying it's hurtful to me, but it's not hurtful. It's just some people can't take 
the straightforwardness. Yeah. And I just I don't, don't know how else to be. Yeah, I just don't yeah. know how. Like, if I'm hurting, if you're doing something that's hurting me, mm-hmm. why? Like, what else I want to tell you? But you're doing <laughs> X, Y, and Z. That's hurting me. I would appreciate it if you not do that. Right. And even if they're not hurting you, just being no. straightforward, people want everything, like you said, sugar-coated, or the joke is, uh, you know, you type something, then comma, LOL. Like, take off the LOL. Yeah. <laughs> Say what yeah. you mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yesterday, I had a conversation with a family member, and I had to check her and be like, the way you speak to me is shaming, mm-hmm. like, and I don't like it. And and she was like, well, what do you mean? Like, how am I saying shaming? So I rephrased what she said to me in a way that wouldn't have been shaming. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> you know, like, But I'm like, you had to, I had to be straight with them because otherwise mm-hmm. you're not going to get it, you know? Right. It's not that I hate you or Mm like I don't want to talk to you no more. It's just literally, you cannot do this thing with me, period. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's also a good, that's back to good boundary setting, being Mm -hmm. able to say that. I know for me, stuff like that is like hard for me. So Mm -hmm. even though I feel like I'm non-confrontational and I feel like I avoid conflict, Mm -hmm. but I'm also not scared to sit down with someone, mediate and try to understand them. Um, but it definitely would be hard for me to do what you do. I'm still learning to do that. Um, and I feel like I, somebody would have to push me to that point for me to find and say, you know what, you have to get out of my life, but it has to reach that point. I can't do mm-hmm. that like off bucks. And well, I, not I don't necessarily know. I wish I get out of your life, but like, do you stand up for yourself when people disrespect you or like when they're doing stuff mm-hmm. that is consistently hurting you? Do you stand up for yourself? I don't know. No, that's, I really that's, don't, why, that's, yeah. that's what people say you too nice. I don't, yep. But then there's that thing like, what if I don't feel like I'm being disrespected? Not necessarily disrespected, but like, is there, is somebody doing something that's bothering you on a consistent basis? Do you tell them? Gotcha. So I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example and I I can't right now. I feel like it's going to come to me, but I think because my personality is so sometimes blase, blase, like I'd be like, okay, this person did this and I'm sharing stuff with you and you'd be like, so-and-so said that. And I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> and I guess it doesn't bother me until it does. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess it just depends on that moment. But um, I also like don't really believe you half the time when you're like, yeah, it didn't really bother me. Like, it's fine. Like, I feel like sometimes you just tell yourself <laughs> that because you don't like know what addressing it will bring. I think that's a fair point. I And that's it. I, I just... I feel like I don't know where that comes from. That's part of my personality. I do think I say things don't bother me because they may not at that point, mm-hmm. but then they may bother me again. So yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I have to. I'm, I'm thinking about all these instances in my head. Like, does the things bother? I don't me? know. I've I've had a conversations with you where you'll be like, okay, this person said this thing, right? And I'll be like, Amanda, like, what the hell? <laughs> like, why would you let somebody say that to you? Like, that's horrible. And then you'd be like. Well, now that I think about it, I guess I guess that is horrible. <laughs> and then you'll in some type of way. So sometimes I feel like you're not allowing yourself to feel the magnitude of what people are saying because then you would have to deal with it. Right. And I honestly sometimes I will ask people because I'm like, I think this is wrong, but I'm not sure. Let me ask someone who would be offended for mm-hmm. me. I'm dead. Um, and yeah, but I, I also think also I tolerate people's personalities mm-hmm. um whoever you are if that's you i tolerate it if you're my friend and i care about you or love you is that at as your own expense as, 
It can be. It can be. But then I, I don't take it personal. So sometimes you, I've, I've shared, you know, stories of like my male friends and they're like horrible people. But like that's who they are. Right. And I can't yeah. change them. That's that's them. And whatever. I like I don't know. I tolerate it. As long as it's not impacting you. That's what I'm saying. Like, is it impacting you? No, I don't think if I feel yeah. like if it's not impacting me personally, my day to day living, that whoever you are, that's who you'll be. And yeah. so, you know, that I had to cut off um, a family member before who I probably should have cut off at the first sign of their drama. But I didn't. Right. Because mm-hmm. I was being understanding and like, oh, you know, this person may be going through this and that. And mm-hmm. then, of course, it spiraled out of control. And then that's when I was like, all right, you got to get out of my life. Yeah. And so I guess that's the part with some people would have done it immediately yeah, and not thought that maybe I should try to resolve this. And maybe that's where I am. Like, I feel like everything can be possibly resolved. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, and agree. I, don't know. I, I do think a lot of things can be resolved, but I don't know. I just find for me, it's always easier to resolve things with people that are emotionally aware. Right. Or that are at a certain place in their in their like journeys. Right. Like mm-hmm. for me and you, I feel like if we had a conflict, it's something we'd be able to resolve. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Because you have the language like you get mm-hmm. it. <laughs> like if, you, if mm-hmm. I brought something to you that you were doing and vice versa, I feel like we'd be able to talk it out. Yeah. And it takes, like you said, awareness. It's not yeah. it's not like some quick text like you good. I'm good. You may have to sit down and talk about this. Yeah. I don't um, think we've ever I don't think we've ever had a healthy conflict except that one drunk night. And that wasn't healthy. <laughs> 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 like, when have we ever really been in a conflict? No, I mean we we have disagreements all the time. But yeah. To a point where it's like straining the relationship. No. Yeah. And yeah, I think we that's... definitely disagree all the time. Yeah, for sure. Right. But they're not it's not it's not really conflict because it's not like you're doing this thing that's hurting me. It's just like disagreements and opinion. Like, no, right, but, that way. But that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Conflict, it's levels to conflict. And I think that's where people s- spiral out of control. The, the very small differences start to build up to bigger things. And it'd be like, oh, I can't stand this person because they're always. And then you find out something like very minor. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see us not being emotionally aware and trying to do a podcast and constantly fighting. Like, oh, she only wants to do it this way and she doesn't want to do that. This, what we do could easily turn into, con- I'm, I can't imagine how many people have tried to do a podcast with someone who's an, or any project, any business, mm-hmm. and then they fall out because they can't handle someone thinking differently from them. Oh, that's, that's crazy. Is it? Is it? You can't handle somebody thinking differently from you? Is is that really far-fetched? Just look online. I mean, people are I mean, arguing, yeah. ready to yeah. fight because someone has a different opinion from them. And that's yeah. why I'm like, you should be looking at this different opinion as, okay, other people think differently than me because this may be a good idea or this may work out this way. But I think about work, conflict on a job, group mm-hmm. projects. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not I- sure how your work, work culture is, but I've seen people at my job go at it just because difference their personalities don't mesh they can't focus on the job because they're too worried about this this and that i think my uh my like approach to stuff is like how can we work together Mm -hmm. like and i feel like even when we like go back and forth on this show right i'm always at the end of it like 
okay, well, clearly we don't agree, so <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? Like, are we going to sit here and argue back and forth for 20 minutes? No. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we'll just be like, okay, clearly we don't agree. doesn't make you wrong. doesn't make me wrong. We're moving on. Like, I appreciate being able to hear those different perspectives as long mm. as the person is not disrespecting me and sharing mm. what they think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I think a lot of people are disrespectful when they share their opinion as opposed to yours. Like, and that's why I don't like debating like that because a lot of times people get disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, wait, how did this become about my character? <laughs> like, this is true. And I'm not going to pretend like I've never uh, went down to character with someone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to pretend. I, I definitely try not to, but I've definitely been in debates with people. And it may have been like they struck a nerve. And I'm like, you know what? And here comes all the them, right? <laughs> yeah, like first of all, <laughs> yeah. So I ain't gonna say I've been there, but yeah, that's it. Are we ultimately we? Sh- I don't believe we should shy away from that kind of conflict, but ha- um, develop better ways to deal with it, mm-hmm. or else we'll be out here in this crazy world fighting someone because they cut us off in traffic or. Girl, someone looked at it. us too I've seen it. I've seen it so many times, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's like people walking around like ticking time bombs because every little thing that makes them uncomfortable, they're just like blowing up. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's so true. But so, and thank you. So do you think as adults, we can become these people who can deal with conflict? Like, can it be taught? Yes, it can definitely be taught. Uh, I think it was taught to me. Like, I don't think I had any, oh my God, I just look back to like my early 20s, my teen years. I don't think I, I mean, teen years, you know, I don't really hold myself responsible for that. But my early 20s, like I had no ability to resolve conflict. I think about like Mm. when I used to argue with my parents or like there was just no, just no inability, no ability to like hold back what I wanted to say. Like, I was going to rip you to shreds. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You're going to trigger me. We're going to trigger each other. Like, that's what it was going to be. There was no healthy now, right? Um, And now it's not like that for me anymore because before it gets to that point or if I feel like I'm getting to that point, I remove myself from the Mm -hmm. situation. So I don't Mm -hmm. engage in stuff like that anymore. And I don't have conversations with people that I feel like can't can meet me where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel like I've grown tremendously. And I've also grown like just like allowing people to be human, right? Like I feel mm-hmm. like I used to cut people off so quick because they were hurting me. But like people are also human and there's a difference between people who will consistently hurt you and they just mm-hmm. literally don't care. And mm-hmm. people who are literally just human. Like Right. Right. Like like you said, we disagree on a ton and it doesn't matter because I know you have my best interests at heart. I know you care mm-hmm. about me. I know there's mm-hmm. that baseline of like safety underneath mm-hmm. it. Right. I think that's right. a huge thing, too. Like mm-hmm. if there's not a baseline of safety in the relationship, I'm more likely to cut you off. OK, that makes yeah. sense. But anyways, I do think that it can absolutely be learned. Yeah, I don't. I think some people I, I think it's it takes work. I think for some people that it's definitely not something that would happen overnight. But I think it has to be a culture shift. Yeah. And I guess I'm saying that in more terms of the conflict that leads to violence or the conflicts that leads to families breaking up and children being impacted. I also think um, if if you're sorry to cut you off, but I also think if we're going to talk about that, like you have to talk about where it comes from, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like right. for example, there's a lot of like um, 
like in people online, like people who are con- in constant conflict, right? There's those people that are always arguing, always like a lot of that is like biochemical, like literally like your body is so used to being in this state of fight mm-hmm. or flight or an argumentative that <clears throat> even when things are calm, you're going out and like seeking out drama or seeking mm-hmm. out like for example like those people that are like in like don't get excited when they're in healthy relationships because they're so used to the mm-hmm. highs and lows and the ups and downs um and they and they don't feel attracted to somebody unless they're those highs and lows are present right mm-hmm. like so i think we have to think about like why people <laughs> like conflict <laughs> Or like, why are they getting in these unhealthy conflicts on a consistent basis? I think that is much harder to change because those are like repetitive, compulsive cycles in people's lives as opposed Mm -hmm. to like, okay, I might not be the greatest at conflict and I can take some tips, right? Those are like two vastly different different starting places. So I think we have to like make that clear too, right? Yeah, definitely. You're correct. That part. And then like we talked about in the beginning of the episode, just the culture of not being able to let things slide. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a firm believer and I feel like in the future, I will continue to work on this. But until I feel like, until we as a humans learn how to react, you know, with the proper tools to uncomfortable situations and mm-hmm. conflict, we're going to we're going to continue to see drama and violence and yeah. all these things. And I definitely is something that has to start as children. Like, yeah, for sure. It's it's <laughs> absolutely it's absolutely in order to like. But of course, in, a, in order to do that, the parents have to be conscious of it. Someone has to be telling them that, hey, maybe you're overreacting. Yeah. And not necessarily <laughs> overreacting. Like, I think at the point where you're telling, a, you have to tell a child they're overreacting, it might be a little too late. Mm-hmm. Like, like f- for me, it's like, okay, you know what? I really appreciate my, one of my friends, like, because I saw her parenting her son and she did something that I thought was like super profound. Now looking back, like when he would have Mm -hmm. like these insane reactions, not insane, but like Mm -hmm. reactions that don't fit what was happening. She'd be like, okay, what do we do now? Calm bodies, calm bodies. And she Mm -hmm. would just have him like tap his body and just like be in his body and be calm. Like Mm -hmm. that's huge. Mm -hmm. That's huge for a child learning how to like emotionally regulate themselves in the moment. I think that's mm-hmm. where most of the unhealthy conflict comes from. People don't know how mm-hmm. to emotionally regulate. Somebody says mm-hmm. something, ticks them off, and the next thing they know, they're flying off the freaking hinge. Like, mm-hmm. that is an inability to emotionally regulate. Yep. And, right. And that leads to how you deal with other people. Yeah. Exactly. That's a great point. So, I was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so I'm like teaching kids how to like be in their bodies and like sit with their emotions has to start literally like one, two, yep. <laughs> you yep. know, like... Yeah, that. So, like, that's why I was saying at the point you got to be like, okay, yeah, you could tell a kid they're overreacting, but I'm like, this got to start way before then, you know? Oh, gosh, so much, again, so much work to be done. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, where do we start? Um, Steve. And that definitely goes to, I'm thinking, the the school system. I mean, first Mm -hmm. of all, I'm not even big on like standardized testing and curriculum. I really feel like schools need to have these types of things going on them on a daily basis, like Mm -hmm. emotional regulation, yoga, Mm -hmm. mediation. These things because these kids, you know, they're in school every day with each other. They're going through conflict. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, but instead of 
you know, painting pictures sometimes. We need to get other classes in there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. music is fun, but we need, you know, they need life skills. So, and, and this benefits the school anyway. I mean, I'm, I'm sure schools are tired of in-school suspension, suspending this, breaking up fights. Yeah. I feel like at one point, when do we change the curriculum and say, what's going to benefit these little people? Their, yeah. you know, their mindfulness, their well-being. I remember there, I can't remember off the top, but I do remember there was a school that started, that was having like severe problems and then started implementing meditation and it made a huge difference mm-hmm. in the children's behavior. And then I remember recently I was watching a news piece about um, this high school that had like fights every single day and they mm-hmm. started, uh, they put like neighborhood dads. Mm-hmm. So the dads would come to the school, you know, dads would come to the school and like talk to the kids and just say, hey, you know, good morning, like putting in an atmosphere of positivity and making the kids feel like they're cared about and the fight stopped, which, yeah. is, ama- which is amazing. You know, like if people feel like they're supported, if people feel like they can express their emotions, if they feel like they're safe, like what a change it makes in their behavior. Mm-hmm. And, and I think those things definitely should be implemented in schools. Yeah, and at the end of the day, most children um, are following the examples of the adults around them and how those adults are handling their conflicts. And like you said, if yeah. you see your parents or your older siblings going at it like this, that's all you're going to know. Yeah, and I just think about like kids that are really like going through it. Maybe like they're homeless, they're staying in a shelter, or they come from a like really messed up home, and then they go to school, and somebody says one thing to them, they're taking mm-hmm. time bombs. They're going through so much, you know. Right. Like, so I feel like we just have to find better ways to support kids. Mm-hmm. And in that instance, I I understand definitely um, that being a protective factor mm-hmm. um, because you have to. And yeah. so, you know, for some people, like I said, I. I understand why some people cut people off easily. It's mm-hmm. it's easier than wondering if this person's going to harm me later because I'm so used to being neglected or being uh, emotionally abused. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. a pattern. So, yeah. That's, let me tell I, you, that's I was, Let me tell you, I was in ISS my entire life. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I lived in ISS, but... There was reasoning behind it, right? No, you probably didn't need to be in ISS because I didn't little black be girls and little black boys are put in ISS at higher rates. Mm-hmm, girl. Your, your behavior probably wasn't something that couldn't be managed. It could have been managed. <laughs> it could have been managed. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a whole transformation culture shift. But ultimately, what is the ultimate? But I Conflict. also think like, how, how, are, how are schools looking at like the holistic approach mm-hmm. to like... Mm-hmm. You, because you're raising these children. They're freaking there nine to five. I know you think you're they preparing are. them for capitalism, but <laughs> <laughs> you're really for like shaping them into people that are going to be adults. Right. Mm-hmm. So it can't be all academic. It can't. These are it's relationships. They're seeing these people mm-hmm. every day. Like, you know, like, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That's why I like a lot of these in a lot of public schools in urban areas. And of course I've said on other episodes, I'm pro public school, but um, yeah, if, they're too focused on testing and getting their mm-hmm. scores up and not focused on the holistic approach. We're just chewing them up and spitting them out and let let the next grade deal with them or let the next school deal yeah. with them. And then next thing you know, yeah. what's, what's going on? But you I think we got that. here because we realized that like healthy conflict, learning how to resolve conflict healthily starts when you're a kid. Yeah. 
Um, and it's much harder, I think, to learn as an adult. Yeah, learning how to regulate yourself in adulthood is a much harder task. Yeah. And ultimately, too, that teaching kids at a young age that conflict isn't bad. And when there is a conflict, we should address it. In the, mm-hmm. And of course, if you're provided with the appropriate tools, because you're never going to escape conflict. And I think mm-hmm. that's the thing. People think like, oh, I'm running from conflict to conflict, but you're going to get into it. Yeah. So how are you going to be a great employee if you can't deal with criticism from your supervisor or differences mm-hmm. from your teammates? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a whole preparation for life. I mean, do You're, you think? You know. Do you think there's tips that people can like follow to ha- have healthier conflict? I mean, honestly, without sounding like a textbook, it's just open and honest communication and transparency. Mm-hmm. But what it's about like what people do. that that's super scary for? Like, I know for me, like getting triggered when I'm about to express my emotions out of fear. Like, how can people? Girl. <laughs> I mean, there's this, um, and I don't know if people are going to Google it, but there's this book that I read in undergrad. It's uh, It was like the eight, eight, it's like eight steps to healthy com- conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. His name is, I believe it's Dudley, Philip Dudley. But honestly, if you Google eight steps to conflict resolution, his name is probably going to come up. Um, and now, actually, let me look it up and I kind of can give it like an overview. Oh, yeah. Eight essential steps to conflict resolution. resolution. I don't know if I should go down this. I feel this like there's. I feel like you should. I feel like there's also so much of this like on Instagram these days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the information is everywhere. Right. And so yeah. that's what I'm saying. I don't want it to, to sound like a textbook. Cause like you said, when you get triggered, what is one to do there? Right. But, um, being your body girl. Yeah. I would say <laughs> that one of the most important things when it comes to conflict resolution is being in a neutral space. People don't understand mm. how important it is is when you're communicating about the conflict that you're not in someone's um, else's space. So like, for example, if me and you get into an argument and you come mm-hmm. over to my house mm-hmm. to resolve it, no, because you're now in my space mm-hmm. and it could be this feeling that I have the upper hand because I'm in my house and people mm. don't realize that, but where you mediate the conflict is just as important as doing mm. body language. Obviously I, I say obviously, but some people don't realize that um, both people should be sitting. Mm-hmm. No one should be standing over each other. Like that creates, um, that can be very intimidating. You got one person standing up, you know, I, I know you're up North people like to use your hands when you talk, yeah, don't <laughs> but, put your hands in my face. <laughs> but like, Positive body language, everyone sitting, good distance, neutral place. A neutral place could be a coffee shop. It could be the library, but mm-hmm. it shouldn't be your home or in a, someone else's neighborhood or like family school spot, depending on the nature of the conflict. Um, and then allowing the person to be heard with no interruptions, mm-hmm. like letting the person uh, say, How many people can't do that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly what they want without interjecting or responding to it. Like- that's like so important. Mm-hmm. And then talking about like alternative options, like what, what would look different if I did this? Well, what if I did that? I mean, it's, it seems simple and it's definitely um, can be difficult, but. And also like realizing that you don't have to uh, solve the conflict in a moment where you're feeling highly triggered, right? Like you could yeah. say, you know, like, let's take a break. <laughs> like, or can't we mm-hmm. come back to this when we're feeling better and then i read Mm -hmm. something that really made it make sense for me because like i know i have a habit if i've had like a conflict with somebody to just feel extremely disconnected from them Mm -hmm. so it helps me to like do an activity to reconnect before we resolve Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so like say i'm obviously feeling super 
like super distant from a friend who said something that really hurt me. Like if we go pumpkin picking before I tell <laughs> them, hey, how I'm feeling, it reminds me, hey, I love this person or like I'm connected yeah. to this person, right? That so I'm not going into the conflict with that disconnect immediately. That makes sense. I think that's that's a great idea. And mm-hmm. I, I just realized I think me and my husband do that. And we may do it unconsciously. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like a great idea. Doing something you both love together and then mm-hmm. saying, all right, now we're ready to talk about this. Yeah. Perfect idea. Um, and also understanding that there does not have to be a resolution. Oh, It could just be. You don't got to be a resolution? No, girl. It could just be like with that whole agree to disagree but you are just like no longer angry about it like you know yeah. what it's okay but, but what if it's like something like i need you to do this thing differently you know well yeah that too like how um, can we come to a conclusion of what works okay. for both of us that too so in yeah. that instance um i don't know you just gotta be open <laughs> get a get a therapist <laughs> or a counselor but for certain conflicts um like you said, you don't. It doesn't have to be a resolution, but also, how did this conflict change us? How can we grow from this? How can we look at the positive of? Yeah. Sometimes the positive is that we just sat down and did this. Like, oh wow, did we just have a conversation without yelling and fighting? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I feel so. And then also, um, I don't know if people have heard of the terms or of flooding. Have you heard of flooding? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Okay, so flooding is when you're feeling like totally overwhelmed during a conflict so you're mm-hmm. like not managing yourself so some signs of flooding which i think are important is you're you're raising your voice you're interrupting or talking over your partner you're saying things you don't mean you feel out of breath your heart is racing mm-hmm. uh, or you to- or you totally shut down so while you're flooded the the possibility of resolving a conflict is zero <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's a time if you're experiencing these symptoms that you should take a pause and come back to it. Take a break. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important because I realize when I'm flooded and now my thing is like, okay, I'm going to get off the phone now because this is no longer productive for me. Yeah. That should definitely be the number one step. Like breathe, take a break. You may need 24 hours. (laughs) Yeah. And come, let's come back to this. Yeah. But a lot of people don't even realize that they're flooded. You know, like this is how they've experienced conflict their entire lives. So they're like, Mm -hmm. well, we just got to scream this out. (laughs) and a lot of things too and i may be sounding generalist but i think women a lot when they do want to communicate and they're like oh i want to communicate but you don't want to talk they don't give the man or whoever the autonomy to decide when they're ready to talk you cannot just say i want to talk about this now and if you don't you're not being fair you're not a good communicator no when you mm-hmm. have a disagreement with someone, you both have to agree that this is what we want to talk about right now. And you have to no. give that person space. You cannot, two in the morning, wake a man up like, I want to talk about this now. Because this is what my these pictures in your phone. I opened your phone with your face. Who is this? We're going to put this out right now. <laughs> like you can't do that like I, I tell people all the time if you want to have a, t- a talk and my husband's actually helped me learn this he's into restorative justice and you would think I would know better as a counselor but we're going to schedule time you're not about to just pop up on me like mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to talk agree with about that. this now mm-hmm. I agree with so that. yes 
agreeing to a time is also important. Oh, I think that's super now if the person keeps blowing you off, that that's different. Yeah. <laughs> but I definitely. I hate agreeing to a time, but I agree that it's important. Like agreeing to a time for me makes it like a lot more anxious. I'm like, okay, like okay. the time is approaching. Like <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I think ultimately it's healthy. Yeah. 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 All right. Anything else um, you wanna add? No, I think this was um this was pretty cool. So I guess like to sum up what we kind of talked about at the end um, with getting into the moment to address something healthy. Mm-hmm. It's just a, uh, we talked about one, a neutral location, mm-hmm. um, important, you know, positive body language, uh, allowing that person to be her without interjecting. Mm-hmm. And what you said doing, um, if you can, like an activity together or mm-hmm. something you both enjoy, depending on how close you are, mm-hmm. or to remind yourselves of why you care about this person, why you feel safe with them, why you love them. And then um, autonomy, allowing that person to decide when they're ready to talk about something. Yes. And if you get flooded during that, feel free to take a rain check. Mm-hmm. I think healthy conflict is possible and it's possible to learn no matter what age. So that's mm-hmm. a positive. Mm-hmm. And honestly... We- but also, the reality is a lot of people are not going to learn it, so you just got to learn how to put those boundaries up, too. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah, at the end of the day. It all sounds good, but uh, you're not going to reach this place with everybody, and that's just reality. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's it. We wrapped up episode 10. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Halfway through the season. Look at us. Look at us. Flying through it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, the Talk About It Sis podcast. Subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Leave us a review on Apple. Mm-hmm. And yeah, continue to leave your feedback and comments on the IG page. All right. Talk to you guys soon.